Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG, wanna see with G? We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. Blazer. Well, hello there, Blazergonians. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Blazer Gang podcast where we cover all things Blazers all the time. I'm your host, Boyd Urban. You can find me on Twitter at BUrban192. And while you're there, make sure you follow the show. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, we're Blazer Gang. Twitter, we are Blazer underscore gang. And Instagram, we are official Blazer Gang. So make sure you get those right because they're a little bit different each place. Uh, You can also find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. Just search Blazer Gang Podcast or BG Podcast and you'll find us on all those platforms. We've got a a special episode this week, pretty much just because we got a lot to cover. We were off off for a week, but now we're back. Uh, A lot of stuff has happened uh, during the last 10 days, even though we only had, what, one or two games during that stretch, but uh, we got a lot to talk about still. And... uh, We've also got a good, some good games, you know, Golden State victory, the the uh, debacle in Dallas. Uh, so we'll get into those as well. To help us with those, we'll be hearing from some of our friends from the Limitless Range podcast in a little while. Uh, but first, let's see who we got in the studio today with us. To my left, we have Mr. Blazergonian himself, Dre Miller. What's going hey, on, Dre? What's up, boy, man? I'm going to start off like O'Shea, man. Look, <laughs> look. This may be the most excited I've been to watch Blazers, uh, the next part of the Blazers since the 0.9 shot by Lillard. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's yep. major. <laughs> Yeah, yep. you said you were going to be like old Shea, but I didn't hear, hear the word patience. So <laughs> He always starts off his conversations with look. <laughs> look. <laughs> I know how this looks. Right, right, right. Uh, but also, on the other side of me, to my right, we have Chris Ailey, Alex. Did I get it right this time, Yes, Chris? sir. You got it, man. Right. I practiced. I you promise. You did. You did. Showing. <laughs> showing. How you doing today, Chris? Doing all right, man. You know, excited. Talk about some more Blazer news. You know, the trades, mm-hmm. uh, the acquisitions that we got. So, yeah, it's looking like, forward to the show today. It feels like a new dawn here in Portland. Uh, and I know... It's only been a week, but I feel like it's been a month. And I don't know if that's just because so much has happened in the last uh, last 10 days or if it's just because I missed you guys so much. Oh, uh, but you know what it actually could be? It could be because I miss these Killer Burgers so much. Now, as you guys know by now, Killer Burgers is a sponsor here of uh, the uh, Blazer Gang podcast. Uh, but this isn't one of those advertisements where we never actually use the product. We just talk about it because that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> We actually eat these burgers every Saturday right before the show. In fact, we just had one 10 minutes ago. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of licking my teeth a little bit. <laughs> but the the burger we had today, today's uh, episode is brought to you by the Old School Burger, which is uh, kind of a, what you think of when you think of a classic burger. You know, it's got cheddar cheese, onions, you know, mustard, mayo, bacon. Uh, but whatever you're envisioning in your head for, the cla- for a classic cheeseburger, it's probably 10 times better than that because it came from Killer Burger. They've got locations all across the metro area from Beaverton, Vancouver, Hillsboro, Happy Valley, Southeast Portland, Northeast Portland, downtown, Sherwood, even the Moda Center. And bear with me, 
if you find yourself in Scottsdale, Arizona, they got a location there too. <laughs> so make sure you guys check out uh, Killer Burger next time you're out and about. Stop by, tell them Blazer Gang sent you, and commit to the burger. So let's get right into our first segment here. Uh, we're bringing in Corey from the Limitless Range podcast. You can find them on Twitter at One Limitless Range, and that's the number one Limitless Range. Corey's been a Blazer fan his whole life. He grew up in Southern Oregon. Uh, and in a little while, we're going to speak to his buddy uh, from the podcast, Pete, who's actually a Supersonics fan. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I have the utmost respect for an original Sonics fan. I don't know about you guys, but... That I-5, that I-5 rivalry. We need it back. Yeah, we need it right. back. Uh, so, Corey, uh, let's bring you in here. How you doing today, Corey? Good, man. Good. I'm uh, I'm just excited to be on with you guys. I appreciate you uh, allowing both Pete and myself to jump on with you guys. Like yeah. you said, I'm a big big Blazer fan, so getting a chance to uh, chat Portland is always a good day for me. Yeah, real quick. Uh, so I know I gave the uh, Twitter plug for your uh, your podcast, but where could our listeners find you guys? Uh, they can find us just as you said on Twitter. It's the same on Instagram, the number one limitless range. And then uh, you can just go to our website as well, limitlessrangepodcast.com, and you can kind of find all of our information. We write a few articles in there, and then you can you know jump to our uh, Spotify, iTunes. It kind of clicks you to our YouTube and everything on there. So you can kind of find all the all the information you need on the website. All right. Well, hot topic uh, of the week, I guess you would say, is the new additions for the Blazers. We went from Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas, and Caleb Swanigan, uh, and we came out with Rodney Hood, Ennis Cantor, and Scal Um hmm. what, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm feeling content and happy, but Adre, I know you got a smile on your face right now. Uh, uh, I mean, this, this is chess, not checkers, man. I mean, even though we've, uh, we liked uh, Sauce coming out, you know, he came out firing that game, opening night against the Lakers. Yeah, he did. Uh, Wade was promising. Uh, you know, uh, Caleb, you know, was a good standout at Purdue. You know, he had promising, uh, he was promising coming into the NBA, but I mean, we turned it into, to, to rotation players that actually going to get minutes like Rodney Hood and, mm -hmm. and Ennis Cantor, who's going to average a, at least a double double for us. And he's that big, that big man presence that we've right. actually been needing. So I'm excited, man. Uh, it's like I said, it's the most excited that I've been in a while for the, the upcoming Blazers uh, mm -hmm. uh, pass or the you know coming up season so and Chris what about you is there one guy out of that group that you're more excited about I like Cantor man Cantor you know he, he's a big body he could he could go get his own bucket you know he's not going back down from anybody and I think that's that edge that we need for the Blazers you mm -hmm. know so and I think just having the news of him coming to our team I think it showed you know in Golden State you know you saw uh, Zach getting a little testy some attitude you know so I, I like the I like the acquisitions that we got with Hood and, and Cantor I think between like Collins Nurkic and Cantor we could have like the ultimate troll brothers right <laughs> I can see that happening like Collins will just fight you uh, Nurkic will, will laugh in your face and Cantor will be like the the, the, the ultimate troll right uh, did you see you guys saw uh, he posted a picture on his Twitter like the day after he signed with uh, the referee <laughs> from from the Golden State game who tossed Kerr. He had a, he posted a picture with the captain, the King of Portland. I mean, your timing couldn't be more perfect, right? right? I mean, <laughs> both of you coming into the PDX airport, and you know, just perfect timing. Cantor right? coming in to be a, on a on a Blazers, and then the referee that that tossed Kerr and gave them all the mm -hmm. technicals. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It pretty much helped us solidify that game. Right? You know what I'm saying? He was like, "Here's the King of Portland right here. This is yeah." This is 
the god. He literally just gifted us five points in a pivotal point in the game. Uh, but Corey, let's bring you on this in on this. What are your uh, thoughts on Hood and Cantor and even Skull if you want to if you want to go that far? Yeah, for sure, man. I think uh, you guys touched greatly on Cantor. It's super cool. Just seeing his, you know, social media starting to blow up for Portland. Just a guy that's, you know, been a beast. You know, obviously we wanted him back. Back in the day, we offered him, you know, a max, and then OKC went out and, mm-hmm. you know, matched us on that. So he's a dude we've wanted for a while. And just to see him, you know, excited to be here, I think is super cool because we all know what he can do. Um, and kind of just as you guys touched about with flipping, you know, Nick and Wade there, um, basically guys that, like you talked about, Stowski has done, done some great things for us at times, but he's just kind of streaky. So to flip those two guys and not really pay that much more money to get two guys that, uh, mm-hmm that are great role players and not only that but could start for us right if Nurkic gets hurt and mm-hmm. we need a starter you know Cantor's a guy that can fill in there definitely um and, and Hood's a dude that can that can play in the starting lineup as long you know as we need him and then also he can jump off the bench just like he's been doing so to flip those two guys to get those two guys I think is uh is massive and, and I think and as you guys have said I'm super excited for it as well one thing one thing that Osha is really good at is he's getting two players that really need to prove themselves right now like Rodney Hood mm-hmm. went from Utah Jazz you know yeah. averaging like 17 points to go into a, a messed up system in Cleveland and Ennis Cantor you know just having his tough time in New York getting benched you know because New York wants to tank for Zion but both of those guys really are in a position right now where they they want to prove themselves I mean Ennis Cantor was the second pick in the draft so yeah third pick but uh Corey I really like what you said there about uh about you know what happens knock on wood here uh if Nurkic was to get injured uh Cantor can be a starting caliber center uh for most teams in the league you know unless you got DeMarcus Cousins or somebody like that but uh I like that because he recently, you know, we've seen some limited minutes from Nurkic. He sat out a game with some knee trouble. So that could be really, really huge for us going down the stretch. If we need to rest Nurkic for a game, you know, and just have Myers as the backup. Was that the game plan, though? Was that really like to see, like, was what, that a what chess we, move? Yeah, was that the chess move? Like, I, what, what were we trying to see what we had at the center spot right then and there? And O'Shea was like, all right, I know I need to go get a backup well, center. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. The game was against the Jazz, and Myers started, and he just shredded Gobert. So he, that might have been what he was doing. But, you know, from if you look at that game itself, you know, Myers looked looked like a starter yeah. against Gobert. Yeah. And I was impressed with that. But that just that's just going to give us more depth. Because yeah. now if we need a backup center that's going to score – we go to Cantor, but maybe we need to stretch the floor mm-hmm. against a certain team, you know, like a Houston or something. We could put Myers in there and he can knock down the open shots. Right. Absolutely. Uh, how do you guys think, you know, we've seen a couple games with Rodney Hood now. Uh, wh- how do you feel about his fit? You know, Chris, would have, or Dre, either one of you. Um, so far, I, I think he fits good. You know, um, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, he's versatile. You know, he could handle the ball. Um, I don't know how many minutes he's been averaging. I want to say like, 20 minutes a game probably 15 to 20 15 yeah. to 20 yeah so I, right now I think he's sufficient um, I think I'm looking forward to in the second half of the season for him to be a little bit more productive mm-hmm. try to be that third uh, ball handler and go get his bucket um, on the wing because I think that's a position that we are trying to look for here right. mm-hmm. for the Blazers so I, th- I think what Stoss has been trying to do with, with Hood is trying to figure out where he fits in which li- which lineup. Is mm-hmm. he fitting? Is he going to fit in the starter lineup? Is he going to fit in that backup lineup? E- even if he's 
is he gonna fit in that closing lineup? Mm-hmm. We've seen him in that closing lineup, you know yeah, what I'm saying, have. a few times. So it's it's it starts trying to figure out where he's gonna fit at, but he's definitely gonna be a good fit. He can create his own shot as we've mm-hmm. seen, you know what I'm saying? Uh his de- his defense is is solid, it's not as terrible as, you know, we've heard when we first picked him up. So I yeah. think I think that he'll be a good fit. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. It's it's about finding his spot because like with a guy like Cantor, you know what his role is going to be mm-hmm. coming into it. But Hood, he could be a starter, or do you want him as a spark off the bench? Do you want him playing more shooting guard? Right. Do you want him at small forward in a small lineup? There's a lot of questions uh, that go into that. But so far, he's been playing well. I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's had 14, 8, 9, and 8 in his four games here. And uh, he's shooting probably around 60% as a, as a Portland Trailblazer, mm. you know, only five, seven shots a game. But that's consistency from that position mm. that we haven't really had this year. Uh, Corey, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Hood's fit here in Portland? Uh, just as you guys touched on, you know, with even with Cantor, two, two dudes that kind of need to prove themselves. I feel like Hood, you know, got put into a position in Cleveland um, – where he just kind of just didn't get played and didn't get the the minutes that he probably wanted, didn't get the role that he wanted. And, you know, like you talk about having to prove yourselves, you're talking about like contracts and, and money and things that these dudes need. And and this is a perfect time for Hood to really prove himself. Is I think he he said, and even uh, Kenny the Jet Smith said uh, the other night on TNT, I think it was a Spurs game, but basically there was no light at the end of the tunnel in Cleveland, you know, and now mm-hmm. you get into a Portland situation um, with a winning culture and an opportunity to really prove yourself, not only for the organization, but for yourself and the, uh, your future and the contracts that you're going to be able to get. And I really, I've really noticed it. The first uh, few games he's been with us, just his energy. Um, he's, he's switching on D he's able to cover, you know, three, sometimes even four positions. I think mm-hmm. I saw him covering LaMarcus the other day. Um, and even though he's small, you know, and he's kind of uh, he, he's kind of been a bully a little bit. You know, I saw him in that, that same San Antonio game against Brian uh, Brian Forbes. He backed him down low and just took him straight to where he wanted him, and just a couple times just turned around and hit that turnaround uh, that turnaround fade with the length that he has. And it's like, dang, this kid's gonna be nice. And it just seems like he's got that energy that uh, that Portland likes to play with. And I think I think he's gonna be a great fit for us. I'm excited, whether it's off the bench. Or whether it's a starting role, I think uh, I'm excited. I think the one thing that I'm curious to see, as you guys touched on, is just how Stotts fits him in, you know, because you lost a couple guys that you don't have to play every night, but you're not going to see a night where I, I think Hood doesn't play at all. So now you're losing minutes from, from some dudes um, and see how they take it. You know, is he going to take a little bit of minutes away from Seth and, and from Mo and those types of dudes just to see how that chemistry works out for the entire team? Yeah, it is true. Like somebody's going to lose minutes, especially with Cantor now being added into the mix. And we didn't trade anybody away from him. It's not like we traded Myers, so we have these open minutes. So that's two guys coming in and basically no minutes leaving, uh, which, you know, you can take look at it both ways. You can look at it like now we have you know, super depth, more depth than we've had all year, maybe, you know, last few years. Uh, but again, you got to make sure everybody's on board with their attitudes, you know, who expects to play, who is okay with having a more limited role, if it's better for the team. Uh, And that's all going to kind of shake out in the next few weeks, I feel. Uh, But I do like the depth move that they've added because now if Mo Harkless's knee gets hurt again and we need to rest him or, you know, Minu, you know, hurts his wrist, something, we have more guys that can, you know, kind of plug in and just go instead of being like, oh, well, now Swanigan's got to play 12 minutes tonight. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing that the media has really been uh, 
been big on as far as like trying to figure out is what is Stotts going to do with this lineup now that mm-hmm. they Cantor's coming in you know what I'm saying like who who misses the minutes you know is it is it Myers is it, is it Zach mm-hmm. you know so who who who's going to take the loss at the, at the you know the the position yeah and let me throw some stats out there for you guys so a month or two ago you might have thought Layman's probably going to miss those minutes he's going to be sent back to the bench you know uh, his usual role where he's been at the last two years. But in, in February so far, Layman's averaging 16.2 points per game, three and a half rebounds, one and a half assists on 64% shooting mm. and 45 from three. Wow. Mm. So it's and like that's – you can't really bench that guy right now. You got to ride with him when he's hot. And, I mean, he's been the energy on the yeah. court. Yeah, as soon, as soon as he comes in the game, man, it's instant offense. He's just yeah. lighting up the crowd and everything. He's, he's the only one yeah. cutting without the basketball. That's why he's exactly. getting all those alley-oop dunks. Yeah, yeah and if you, if you just think back to, like, the, you know, the last three, four years with uh, Lillard and CJ, ever since, you know, we kind of did the quick rebuild, it's always been, like, Lillard and CJ – and everybody else kind of just is standing around looking for an open shot or maybe an offensive rebound. But with Layman and a guy like Rodney Hood, there's a lot more movement, mm-hmm. which frees it up for the you know our two guards, but it also frees it up for them as well. Like mm-hmm. you can have a guy like Layman getting 16 points just right. because he's in the right places. You know we don't run offense for him. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to that point too where teams are going to have to start paying attention to Layman coming down the stretch. Oh, you've have seen to. yeah we've have seen to. it a little bit so yeah. far. They're they're kind of adjusting to his cuts, which leaves Nurkic a little more open, mm-hmm. which leaves Lillard a little a little right. more open. Um, so I've, I'm really excited to see that, and I have been, because he always plays so well in summer league. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, if he could just put that together mm-hmm. in the regular season, even half of that, he'd be a, a good rotation player. And well, it he, seems like now it's it's happening. And then Travis Demers, I mean, he even talked all in in a lot, our, our last podcast. He was like, he's the first one in practice. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. the first one off he's the hungry, bus. Man. He's the last he's one to get, to get on the yeah. bus because, you know what I'm saying, he's just practicing and he's putting in that work. And it's showing when his number is called, you know, he's ready to, to perform. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a question around to each of you guys. So the team is locked in for the rest of the year. As we just talked about the minutes, uh, the minutes situation with Cantor and Hood coming in, who do you guys take minutes away? You pick one, maybe two guys. Who do you, who do you take minutes away from to spread it out a little more? I'll take this one first. Um, positions aside, um, I would have to. I would have to say Harkless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Harkless has, uh, for some reason, he must have something in his contract. <laughs> He's got to have some type of thing in his I contract. The same thing. This says that he, he has, has to, to start. start a certain amount of games <laughs> right. or yeah. something. You feel me? Because I, I just don't understand how they uh, how they're not starting starting Jake Layman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand that you know Harkless does bring that defensive uh, tenacity to the court. But at what cost? Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been able to perform, you know, to 100%. It's sometimes, you know, looking out there at, on the court, it's like, oh, man, this guy needs to just sit down and get healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. feel bad for him. So, uh, positions aside, I think Harkless might be the one that, that loses a lot of minutes in this. Okay. Uh, what, what about you, Corey? Uh, I'm with that too. I think <laughs> I laugh at the same exact things you do. I mean, I had a buddy the other day hit me up. And he never talks Blazers with me. I mean, he doesn't ever talk Dave or CJ, but he hits me up about Jake Layman, which is <laughs> super cool for Jake. It's like, really? You don't ever talk Blazers? You'd hit me up about Jake? But uh, Jake Mania. I, the same thing, man. He's, he asked the same question, you know, as you're talking about theirs. It's like, why is, you know, Jake not starting over Mo? And I think 
I think I agree with that one. I think uh, Myers Leonard now with the addition of Cantor, just the energy that we've seen Collins play with, I think Myers Leonard definitely uh, becomes pretty pretty non-existent in my mind unless an injury or something happens. Um, mm-hmm. I think the cool part about it, as you were talking about with depth, is just – and the hunger that, that Lehman has is hopefully that sparks some of these dudes – um, to really be competitive at practice and really start realizing that their spot isn't guaranteed. And, and that's what depth can do for a team is really bring some energy and some competition at practice, which really just elevates the entire team. I agree with that. That's a good point. And how about you, Chris? No, I'll go with Dre, you know, Mo. Um, like I said, he doesn't look too healthy out there. He doesn't always look 100%. Um, with that, I would say also Myers as well. I just sometimes he just looks a little lost on defense mm-hmm. at times. I so. mean, we can't dismiss though. Like Myers has been he's playing been balling good this, this season. Like I mean, for Myers at he least, has. Myers has been playing decent. But you know, with the acquisition of Cantor, is right. like yeah. where does he fit in now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he stretches the floor. Can he play power forward? You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh. I know. I mean, he stretches the floor, though. I mean, he can shoot. He can. He can. And he play. can bring those big men out, which can help the point guards drive to the hole. You I, know? And right. I mean, I, I, we just have to see. You know, we yeah. haven't seen it with Cantor. You know, we haven't seen him play. So we'll see in a couple of weeks yeah. and see, you know, how the mix goes. But most definitely Mo, he'll, he'll be the first choice you yeah. know, to me, Myers. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and round this one out. I agree with you guys. I think it's Mo number one and then Myers number two. Uh, the only the only difference uh, variance I would have is I think it could be situational between uh, uh, with Myers and Cantor uh, because – Cantor's documented as not having the best defensive uh, tendencies. And Myers, you know, in the past, he hasn't been that great defensively, but he has stepped it up this year on both ends. So I think it could be in a situation if if we need a guy inside, Cantor's going to get those minutes. But if it's a game where we got to play outside, you might see Myers get those minutes just because he's shown this this year that you can rely on him a little bit more than mm. you could in the past. So is Zach locked in at that power forward position? Oh, that, that, that's a good that point. Back, that, that backup power forward, because I mean, you can switch, you can switch Myers and mm-hmm. Zach in on that power forward too. And that's the, a very in, good in point. Second line, yeah, you point. you can, but for some reason, I like Zach. Yeah. I like Zach at that four. As you far know, as his last game, before this last game, no, he's been kind of MIA. But yeah, his yeah, last game, right. after you know pulling on Ennis Cantor, then it was kind of like, okay, well maybe my position is kind of at stake now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so yeah. Maybe that's that's what he needed. It was know, fuel so. for him. It was right. fuel for him, and you can see him out there fighting. And right. Man, I mean, he turned that whole game. He won that game for us. He did. He did. He won that game for us. Yeah, I I will say, you know, it's better to have. Uh, the conversation of who are we going to take minutes away from than the conversation of who are we going to give minutes to. (laughs) So we're in a pretty good position with that, I I would say. Uh, But, you know, the deadline just ended last week on the, uh, or two weeks ago almost, on the 7th. Uh, There was a lot of names out there that uh, fans had targeted uh, for the Blazers to go after. And a lot of guys got moved from the positions that we need, small forward and power forward uh, mainly. You know, we have Miritich, we have Otto Porter, we have Tobias Harris, Harrison Barnes. All those guys got traded uh, during right before the, the trade deadline, and a lot of fans weren't too happy about it. Uh, how do you guys feel? Did you were there one of those players that you really wanted the team to go after, and and was it feasible? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I wanted Miritich, mm-hmm. you know, but but for what they were asking, I think they wanted first rounders. Yeah, they did. They wanted first, first round. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think we was. Rude. I think he got moved for two second rounders though. Mm. Now we could have done that. Yeah. I think we could have pulled that off. I mean, 
That's that's who I want. I want Emeritage. Yeah. You know, at that four spot. So I mean, everybody had their woes alerts on 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 Twitter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So every time they, I remember in chat just us talking, and every time we seen like Otto Porter or, or Miritich moved, you know what I'm saying. We was like, oh man, O'Shea's out here sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's what we were thinking. You know, but I mean, he got his it, comb confused for his phone again. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it, it worked out for us. It worked out for us. Definitely wanted Miritich or you know even Porter. Porter has a bad contract so I wouldn't have wanted him as yeah. much as I definitely wanted Miracic but in the long term it definitely worked out you know one of these Look. times where you know we can say that O'Shea did did a better part of his job mm-hmm. you know, so kind of reminds me of the Nurkic deal uh, yeah. two years ago where right. it was just kind of out of nowhere and we just picked up this guy who became a you know a pillar for our future I mean pretty much got Zach Collins and Nurkic you know what I'm saying for, for Mason Plumley. For Mason Plumley. yeah I actually saw somebody on Twitter from Denver arguing that Denver won that trade, and I'm like, "Have you watched a Portland game since then?" Yeah. Like, I'm not no no hate to Mason. I love his hustle, but you did not win that trade, my friend. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Corey? Is there a target that got moved at the deadline that uh, you thought the Blazers should have uh, been in play for? I'm uh, I'm with it was Dre right that was talking about Miritich yes yeah I'm with Dre on that one um, I would I would like to see you know Miritich swing over maybe I'm just a little bit still struck from what he did to <laughs> us last year the playoffs you know but he really uh, I mean the kid can light it up especially in the playoffs um, you know we've seen it for Chicago and we saw it for uh, for New Orleans obviously last year and I think we're probably going to see similar stuff for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just funny, some of these fans and, and attacking O'Shea all the time and stuff. And, I mean, obviously, I've had my, you know, fair share of complaints as well. But, I mean, it's a tough job. I mean, people don't really understand on Twitter and stuff. Like, a lot of times the contracts behind it is – Dre mentioned with Otto Porter. People are like, why didn't you get him? It's like, well, you got to break down our contracts. We really yep. can't afford to bring that in. I mean, what are you going to give up? It's not like we can just give up a first-rounder of Myers and bring in a – $25 million contract, $30 million contract. So similar with Harrison Barnes. And I heard talks about Aaron Gordon, all these players, That's I think true. would have really helped us, but it's, it's those contracts, man. It's those, it's those big contracts that really scare me. And I think, I think Neil Shea did a great job of, you know, as Dre touched on earlier, it's, it's chess, not checkers. And he didn't bring in some long contracts. He got some contracts that are ending some small contracts some stuff that we don't have to worry about in the future. Like, did we make a mistake three years down the road? And, mm-hmm. So really, besides Miritich, I think I think we did as much as he could have done. I think one thing that you know the fans, I mean, we touched on in our last podcast is that the fans just really wanted to know what Old Shea was doing as far as like you know who are you on the phone with, who are you seeking out because it's just you know it's, it's such a secretive thing with him that you know even if he didn't make moves this year, like we still needed to know like who are you going after because that's been the problem in the last couple of years. Like he's just nothing is said and nothing is done and fans don't know anything you know what i'm saying because it's all behind doors you know yeah he talks about patience he talks about let's we have a core let's yeah. build from within but maybe this is just the ultimate long game because you you know we're set up to be you know as competitive as we can this year we're better than we were to start the season you know we can make we can look to make a push in the playoffs but this off season and going into next year turner Leonard, Harkless, these guys all have expiring contracts mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. which you look at Miritich, Porter, Harris, Barnes, all those guys were moved for expiring contracts. So mm-hmm. next year, you know, midway through the year when teams start to take a dive and they think, okay, you know, let's play for the lottery, there's going to be guys that are going to be on the market and we're going to have trade chips to give for that, you know, cap mm-hmm. release to give point. for that. And I think 
I think that might be a little bit what O'Shea is talking about when he always says talk patience. You know, how do you how do you feel about that, Corey? No, I think that's I think that's a great point, man. I think uh, you know, similar to what you know, New York was able to do and uh, get some Mm -hmm. get some you know that trade that they were able to work on. I think some of those things, like you're talking about, some people, some teams that are looking to tank are going to be willing to do that kind of stuff and. You know, we might get some of those guys like you talked about with Leonard and Evan Turner and some of those contracts. And and then we really can start to make some plays for the for the fans that, you know, we want to bring in a big name. And at that point, now, we like you said, we got chips, we got assets. And I think, you know, when it comes to Neil O'Shea, it is. Sometimes, you know, we're all wanting to know what's going on. But then the flip side of it is it can be scary. You know, we saw what Magic did with the Lakers and and really throwing all his chips out there. And then it's like, you know, what if it gets out there that we're trying to trade this guy, this guy, and this guy for this guy and it doesn't work out? Now they're they're in the locker room like, oh, really? Like, you guys were just trying to let exactly. me go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and Dame, Dame is, I think part of it is, is you know, Dame really, really strives on chemistry. And he, he hates to see dudes get traded. I mean, we see it all the time. Even a few years back when Quarterman got traded for money, you know, he was like, he was even upset about that. So even the last guy off the bench, and I think when your leader really strives for chemistry and he doesn't really want to see locker room get shook up, even to bring on a star, like he would rather see chemistry than let's bring on a star. And so I think that's probably part of the reason we don't hear some of those interactions. I think we know that Neil O'Shea has got to be on the phone, but it's kind of nice not to break up the chemistry, you know, and that can be a scary part. Yeah, let's let's uh, chime in on our social pages and see what the fans are having to say about these moves. I'm seeing a lot of mixed reviews here on Twitter. Uh, I've got a at hell, hell yes as an option uh, if they're happy with the moves. Uh, but I've also got people saying uh, absolutely not. It's bad moves in the past. Out, outnumber is good moves, 20 to 1. Uh, and then there's... Uh, there's there's a lot of mixed reviews on here. So we put a Twitter we Twitter put a Twitter poll out there and we asked the Blazer fans has O'Shea redeemed himself with the hood and the Cantor additions and 23% of the fans said yes, 24% of the fans said no, with 53% of the fans saying that they'll have to wait and see. And I'm right there on the wait and see. You know, I'm I'm happy with these moves, but if he totally, you know, wets the bed this summer, and, and we don't get anything out of this summer or going into next year, then I'm going to be flipping back on, you know, I don't, I don't think this is the right move. And then on Facebook, I mean, Facebook fans were different. Facebook fans said 60% of the fans said, hell yeah, that they were pleased with the additions. And then 40% of the fans said they're not even batting the eye. <laughs> I mean, with, with the moves that he made, I think, you know, like we talked about it last, last podcast, you know, the fans wanted to see something. And, you know, and getting Cantor and getting Hood, it was it was a move, you know, that was sufficient enough for, you know, the fans, you know, hunger to see something happen here in Portland. And I think that's what he did, you know. So mm-hmm. and like boy, like you were saying, like we just gotta wait till this offseason to see what he really does. Right. You know, so Yeah. I'm I'm happy with the with the additions, you know, that O'Shea has made. So Yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I, I think o, O'Shea's kind of redeemed himself. I mean, he's good in my books for now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, he tried with Festus Azili, you know what I'm saying? That would have been a good addition if you know what I'm saying, his knees were yeah, that was, that was, you know what, what I'm saying? Knees, but man. I mean I he was coming from that right. champion he was coming from a championship team, you know I, what I'm saying? And did he could have played a game. He could have no, been a bad good he's I don't even yeah, practice. He could have been a, he practiced a couple times and then it kept getting pushed back 
for his uh, time to actually uh, debut, but that might be like the most forgettable signing in <laughs> at <laughs> least Blazer history. At least it was only eight million. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It didn't so, hurt us too bad. And one so. year, so yeah, it wasn't so. like let's give him four years. O- O'Shea's good in my books right now, man. I'm I'm happy. Like this is excited. I've been, you know what I'm saying, to mm-hmm. watch the uh, next stretch of Blazer basketball in a while. He made us competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we'll talk later in the podcast about how far we think that the Blazers can go, but he's made us competitive for the rest of the season at mm-hmm. least. So I got a little bit more news that came out these this last uh, last week or two. So uh, Corey, you're down. You're from Southern Oregon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what what part about? Uh, Ashland, Oregon. Ashland. Okay, so yep. as you guys have heard. A certain uh, Oregon legislative figure to put together a proposition to change the name of the Blazers, and he came out of Klamath Falls. So I just wanted to know if that was your boy in Klamath Falls before we rip him down. Uh, no, you're good, man. But he came out and he and he he put a proposition. He said, you know, Portland is is the Blazers are are the state's team. They're not Portland's team. Why don't we change the name to the Oregon Trail Blazers? Hmm. And I couldn't even believe it. First of all. Why is this what we're spending our time with as legislators in the state of Oregon when we have so many other things to worry about? It's a distraction. It's all a distraction. Yeah, exactly. What else is going on behind the scenes? But at first I was like, yeah, it's a clever name, the Oregon Trail Blazers. But then I was like, absolutely not. No way. What do you guys, how do you guys think, feel about it? I don't know. I think, I don't know. It's just Lewis and Clark, Clarkish. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what are they saying that the, like the down Southern Oregon, you they know, feel underrepresented. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are, are, are the residents down there not supporting the Portland trailblazers and they'll support the right. Oregon trailblazers more? Um, Is it going to make that much I'm, of a difference? I'm conflicted. I don't, I don't like the name of um, it. Um, it sucks. I'm just going to say <laughs> it sucks. You just got to keep honest. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like if you would have if that if you would have done that in 1975 or whatever when the team was founded, yeah, you know we wouldn't yeah, we wouldn't worked. even think I'm, twice yeah, about it. I mean, it I'm from work. Portland, though. I'm born and yeah. raised in Portland, right. Corey. I mean, you from you're from Ashland. So what do you think about it? No, man, I'm not with that at all. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm 100% Portland, man. I don't like that. I don't care if Oregon Trail sounds good or not. It's it's been Portland's team. Yeah, I'm always scared that anything is going to change the Portland Trail Blazers because. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I've, I've always loved driving up the I-5 and going to Portland and just I love the city of Portland in general. And yeah, to take just to even take that name away that this is the start of it. I think mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. And I'm with you, man. You got some bigger stuff to be worried about than changing the <laughs> Portland Trailblazers name. But shout out to paying attention, at least, I guess. <laughs> right. We woke over here at Blazer woke, Gang. Stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's shift gears here a little bit uh, and bring Pete in. Uh, Pete, I know you're a, a Sonics fan, represent there, uh, but ever since the Sonics left, I'm hearing that you're a KD disciple now. Is that true? Oh, yeah. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, how, did that, how did that come about? So, you, I mean, did you, did you like the Thunder when he was in Thunder, or, or were you just strictly a KD guy? Well, I mean, I watched him in college. He played, you know, and when he played in Texas, I just mm-hmm. I fell in love with his game, you know. Everything, everything about it, and then when uh, obviously the Sonics drafted him, I figured like, wow, this is perfect match made in heaven. You know, mm-hmm. it was yeah. balling out, and I was super excited about how, every, how everything was going. And then franchise got taken from me. <laughs> A little depressing. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to touch on sometimes. You guys are over here. You know, uh, talking about maybe losing the name, <laughs> and I, you know, don't even have a franchise. So. <laughs> Hey, at least you had that one year with KD, and you didn't get Greg Oden. 
they that had was a definitely that was definitely a move like kerr knew what he was doing mm-hmm. sometimes as a coach you got to take a technical or you, you know in this case team up. exactly you got to give that team a little spark yeah. and uh it just didn't work out for the warriors but it, you see it go the other way all the to time to me it kind of seems like the warriors are losing that like they're missing that edge now that they once had you know what i'm saying like draymond had it iggy had it the def- I think that's what it you is, know, Iggy, you know. Iggy's kind of falling yeah. off, you know. Iggy's getting old, so yeah. without him, you know, for that spark coming off the bench. They don't have they, that dog in them no more. I mean, they do still got DeMarcus, you know. Yeah, but they, we, and we haven't seen him all yeah, season. Yeah, we haven't you know, seen so him. So you know, it's far played against That's a new yeah. wrinkle, so, yeah. But I think, uh, like you said, they're, they're just missing that edge, man, you know. Mm-hmm. I think people or teams are starting to lose their fear mm-hmm. of them maybe just a little bit i don't know i mean i know you, when we when we beat hey, them two times you know when you got zach right now. when you got zach coming in your face and saying oh oh no we, we fuck you ho you know what i'm saying <laughs> when you got zach coming into your face and saying that you know what i'm saying you don't have no edge to you anymore you, know, you got you, go. a, you got a exactly. sophomore player coming exactly. to you Trash. As a veteran player, yeah, and saying you don't even matter to me, man. right? Trash talking is one thing, but when a gr- <laughs> when a twenty year old calls a you know twenty nine year old a hoe, like, <laughs> that's another level of trash right, talking, right? Yeah. Oh man, I was I'm surprised that we like the way that game was ending. I'm surprised we we didn't see some kind of a little more of a scrum. I mean, we had that little bit between Clay and uh, and Collins. I'm surprised we didn't see a little more of a shoving match at some point. I, I mean, that was great in so many different aspects because there were so many different camera angles. Yeah, when Zach and Clay got into it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They showed Damian Lillard over there smirking. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, look at the proud father over there. You know what I'm saying? And then you had I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, then you had Stotts. You you know what I'm saying? Smiling in the smiling back. too. You know what I'm saying? So it's that, like that was a classic NBA drama right there. Right, right. And, and, on TNT, on TNT <laughs> or national television. You know what I'm saying? So and and then we we add we add Cantor into it. You know what I'm saying? Who's gonna mm-hmm. give us that more of a dog too? So yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. They're they're definitely gonna be between Nurkic and Cantor and Collins. It's like there's gonna be somebody. Getting in the head of somebody else every night, man. What about that MJ shrug from from oh, Jake Lord, Layman, man? man. There were so many in, so many memes it. about yeah. him. He did man. The, he did the the LeBron James oh, thing yeah. too. I yeah. mean, really yeah, weak. He did that. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he did it about as bad as I would, but he tried. That's the point. <laughs> he tried. What uh, what's your take, uh, Pete? You know, we just talked about like maybe the Warriors are losing a little bit of an edge or. or players teams aren't as afraid of them as they have been in the past which is weird because they're the same team with demarcus cousins now Mm -hmm. Uh, but their depth has shown a little bit of a weakness i know they had a couple guys out against portland uh, but their depth hasn't looked that great do you think they're they're this is the beginning of the end pete I really, you know, honestly, a little dramatic. I'll I'll put that out there. <laughs> well, it really depends on if KD leaves or not at the end of the season, too. Yeah, you know that'll be a huge swing. So, but I, I honestly agree with a lot of the stuff you guys are saying because there's a lot of regression with Draymond Green. His defense isn't the same. You guys see it. I mean, before he could guard the centers, he was guarding centers and locking them up. He was it was super impressive. Mm-hmm. Now Nurkic is eating them up. He does. They don't even want to put him on him. So it's like. To me, it seems like he lost his passion a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, I think because he's shooting 20% from three and his defense is, you know what I mean, dragging. He's lost that confidence in that, you know, he's he's kind of a front runner. He's being real, you know, yeah. calling KD. And and it's just like he's lost that edge. Like, I don't understand why him, him missing those threes and everything, he's not getting in people's faces like he used to mm-hmm. because I don't think he's feeling confident. 
Mm-hmm. When you're not feeling confident in your own game, how how can you go trash talk, right? Yeah. Like, Boy, shut up, man. You should have 20%. Ain't nobody even worried about you. <laughs> Ain't nobody even guarding you. So why are you even talking? Right. He's all stacking off of it. You can see the spacing's horrible because he's with his shooting percentage, whenever they have him and Looney in at the same time, their spacing is god-awful. <laughs> it was why they were vulnerable to the Rockets. When, when Andre Iguodala got hurt, that's why they that series went seven. The Warriors are supposed to be much better than that Rockets team. But mm-hmm. it went seven because of their spacing. Mm-hmm. Having Looney and Draymond at the same time allows to double in the paint and to, you know, pinch off the shooters. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's like, it's like, just hard. You know, it's I, they got a lot more weaknesses. And honestly, Boogie is like a saving grace for them. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like your Blazers honestly would have a good chance if they don't have Boogie. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it would be a lot. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't feel super confident. Like, that's how much better your team has gotten. I think Boogie gives him that edge too, you know, and he he he's in here, he's fighting because he got injured and and nobody wanted to pick up his contract right. in New Orleans, so you know point. what I'm saying? So he signed for vet minimum with Golden State, you know what I'm saying? So when he come back, he's, you know, he's here to prove a point even though right now he's still on limited minutes, but when he comes back full full rotation, mm-hmm. playoff he's, time, yeah, yeah he's in to prove a point. It's going to be scary. Yeah. So, so yeah, and, and he's that dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He so. definitely has an edge to him. <laughs> Nobody's going to dispute that. And I know you were saying if KD goes to New York, but Clay wants to go to L.A. too. And, I mean, this is what the NBA is waiting for. NBA is waiting for the downfall of the Golden State Warriors for everybody to kind of, you know, the NBA to kind of just filter out and level out a little bit and the super teams kind of go away. So, And guess who's in a perfect position when that happens? Hey, your boy. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it happens in the next year and a half. Right. Hey, so so Pete, if KD goes to New York, you going to New York with him? Man, you know, until I get the Sonics back, man, I'm just going to be following. <laughs> that it's was actually going to be my next question. What happens if it, KD leaves and the Sonics come back? Man, I'm going Sonics all day. <laughs> I respect you know, it. I respect it's it. It's just, it is tough, you know, watching KD. And uh, if he leaves to New York, I, I think it's a choice he needs to make. You know, I'm pretty sure you guys agree. He needs to. I wasn't a fan of the Warriors move. Mm-hmm. It was no, tough. Nobody man. was. It was really yeah. tough. Nobody was. That was up there with like oh. the LeBron decision. You know. Yeah. I agree completely. I feel like LeBron. This is the butterfly effect from what LeBron created. And Durant's been really vocal about this. Like he's been vocal as far as like you know he 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 takes the pressure of feeling like he messed up the league and and building this super team that he wants to go and build something his own. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah, legacy build a little bit, not yeah. you know rely on something else that's already been yeah, built. Not go from a team that just beat you in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying, to 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 that team to yeah. win a championship. Yeah, build your own, you know, kind of like build your own company. Don't just be a manager for somebody else's. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, and I share I share this with Pete a lot. If they, if he goes on to win a third straight championship, possibly a third straight, you know, Finals MVP, and then leaves, like we've never seen something like that. I mean, granted, right. what he jumped to to get there. But if he leaves, instead of staying there in like an easy championship situation, he leaves three straight finals to go somewhere else. I mean, that that's that that's huge to me. I mean, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. So right now, the Blazers and the Warriors split their season series two to two. Both teams have won a home and away, uh, including that great shot by Lillard at the buzzer uh, back in December. So two to two on the season series. You know, I know we've played Golden State the last few years in the playoffs. It hasn't gone that well. Uh, not last year, obviously. The two years before that. Uh, 
Do you think that could be a competitive series though between Portland and uh, Golden State, especially you know if if uh, Demarcus is on limited minutes? What do you think about that, Pete? You know, I I think you're right. I think it could be a little more competitive than people think because you like you guys said, bringing in Cantor, another big body who can post, you know, mm-hmm. who can hit the mid range. Who's going to guard him? Looney's not a good defensive player. And if Cousins is on limited minutes, how's he going to bang with Nurk? You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. Cantor coming in, no one to guard him. Uh, that's and they're, they're vulnerable on the offensive glass as well. So that's gonna, those are some of their weaknesses. Yeah, that's going to be tough with, with DeMarcus Cousins coming back from that ACL tear mm-hmm. to have to deal with Cantor and Nurkic. All right. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah. you know, and it, it, it sucks for Golden State because, you know, the loss of McGee, mm-hmm. you know, a big body. Yeah. So. Yeah, long defender. Yeah. So that that's going that's going to sting a little bit. So, I mean, personally, I think the Blazers can be competitive, man. I mean, I, how many games? How many games you think? So I, I think the Blazers be competitive in the first round, make it out of the first round, mm-hmm. and I think I think we lose to Golden State in six. I'll take that. I'll take six. six. I can see that. But uh, what I'm gunning for is remember last year about this time we beat Golden State going into the All Star break, railed off twelve wins in a row. If we can mimic that and catch his lightning in a bottle you know what if we creep up into the third seed and we're on the other other half of the bracket you don't have to play we, we, we to get the through Conference. the first round second round we're against you know the nuggets maybe mm-hmm. that's not a terrible matchup that's nuggets a are a good team but that's not a that's not an unwinnable series just it's not it's not the- uh it's not uh totally outlandish to think that we might see the warriors in the in the western conference finals i mean denver's another team that we got to watch out for yeah. man they just got they it back and they don't have michael porter back yet you know what I i'm forgot saying about him. So, let's see what what porter. it are they gonna have are they gonna have the it that is out to prove everything for you. himself he, he played, he he played he the other night he right played the other night and i seen a tweet today and he was talking about the all-star game and he was like congratulations to all the guys that got to the game especially that big boy game he was like i'm gonna get back there soon you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying he was like the slow the slow transition you yeah, know what I'm slow saying? so uh, the only thing I, the only thing about uh, IT in Denver that I, I kind of worry about for them is you know no disrespect to to Thomas but they've got a great chemistry thing going on in Denver without him mm-hmm. and if he comes in and tries to do too much or play outside his role mm-hmm. trying to be what he was that could backfire you know there there is a chance it could but I, I think you know he's mature and mm-hmm. I think he will understand his role you know coming yeah. off the bench like yeah. he, he might be like a Jamal Crawford type you know mm-hmm. get a good spark and you know rail off 15 20 I don't really see Denver like. having a true point guard either though you know what I'm saying well, they, have, they have Murray right yeah yeah and he's kind of he's a scoring guard yeah true. so I don't really see them having a true point guard which you know IT can step up and be that veteran point right. guard for him so I'm excited to still see Michael Porter but Alongside of that, you know, yeah. what I'm, saying? I'm a Blazer fan. <laughs> right? So let's get uh, let's get some predictions here. Uh, we've got what twenty some games left in the season. I think it's like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. So uh, Corey and Pete, we got you on the phone lines here. What's your uh, prediction for where the Blazers finish in the seating and uh, what happens to them in the playoffs? Let's, I'll I'll start with this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Honestly, first of all, I'm just excited to be on the phone. It's a breath of fresh air with some people that believe in Portland because <laughs> all my buddies up here, besides Pete, Pete, Pete's a Portland guy too. He enjoys watching them play. But all my other buddies, man, they're like, Portland wasn't even going to make the playoffs every year. I hear the same thing. They don't got it in their playoff bracket. So to hear some, you know, optimism from 
from some fellow Rip City fans is nice. Um, but man, I made a I made a prediction on uh, one of our first episodes on our podcast that uh, I got Portland making it to the Western Conference Finals, and I know that might be a little optimistic to some people, but you know, just as you kind of stated, if we can creep into the three seed, um, maybe jump above OKC, who's been really hot, which will be tough, but. Denver's good, but I think it's a team that we can match up well against, and uh, I would obviously rather play Denver second round instead of uh, Golden State. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we get hot. Like you said last year, you know, the 12 wins after All-Star break, and, and you know, we went on a tear. I, I see something like that happening again. Maybe not a streak like that, but I think we go on a hot run, and uh, I, I, see a, I see us creeping into the Western Conference Finals, and I'm going to say we lose to the Warriors in six as well. Okay. Uh, now, how about you, Pete? Man, I'm, I'm looking at the way you guys play. It's just like I really feel like last year, even though I'm sure it was painful for you guys, I watched those games with Corey, those playoff games. That was brutal. You know, he was he was crying, man. He was crying. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sad. You know what I mean? And I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because losing to the Warriors, you're never going to make adjustments because you're always just going to be like man, we got a dope team, but they're just stacked. You know what I'm saying? You guys lost in the playoffs of the Warriors. Losing to the Pelicans made you guys look in the mirror and say, this ain't going to (laughs) work. What do we got to do different? This is not the formula. And you guys started wanting some more motion, letting Nurkic pass the ball more instead of just, you know, pure pick and roll. Mm -hmm. And you guys, man, you guys look scarier. I'm a real, I think you guys are a threat. I mean, obviously the Warriors, we always, you know, all of us are going to pick the Warriors, but I'm saying, like, if, you know, if Katie got hurt or something, I wouldn't be shocked to see you guys, you know, get into the finals or something like that. Hmm. It wouldn't, like it wouldn't shock me. Hot take. Right? You heard it I here like first. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm I'm definitely on board with you there, Pete. Uh, it kind of it, it made us look at ourselves. Like you said, it made us look in the mirror and kind of be introspective and think like you know we can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results and we've seen that you know with the with Nurkic getting a lot more touches especially early in the game and now even even to the general manager being aggressive and trying to fill holes that we have so I think it's definitely helped us uh kind of get the bigger picture you know now let's open it up to you guys here in the studio Chris how do you how do you feel about this question though Man, I, I could see us getting out that first round. Uh, right now, we're matched up against Houston. Um, you know, and they're pretty banged up. You know, with Capella out, CP3, he's not 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see us beating them, you know. I, I am confident in that. Then that next round, like you said, we might have to who play against Denver, I want to say. Yeah. Um, Denver, it'll, it'll, it'll be a hard-fought matchup. Um, I could see that going seven. Mm-hmm. I could see that going Definitely. seven. And whatever happens in Game Seven, you know, I will. I will pick. Hey, we got the closer in there. Yeah. So, um, I, I for for most definitely, I would say second round. Second round. Yeah. What about you, Dre? Uh, so right now, Blazers three games behind OKC, and man, the way that boy Paul George is playing right now, yeah, we might not. I catch don't know. <laughs> we I don't know. We go catch there, man. But you know, what I mean, it's. We're going into this blind right now. I mean, we're adding Cantor. So what? What really can yeah. we do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're not at. We haven't seen the whole potential yet. Yeah, and I mean, oh man, I don't know. So, um, I, I think we stay solidified in that that fourth position. Um, end up going against the Rockets. 
I think I, we can beat them, man. Mm-hmm. I think we can get I the Rockets. It, I know it, James Harden is hooping out of his mind right now, but that's yeah. one dude, though. Yeah, throw that's just one guy. Throw ET on James Harden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Get our okay. best defender on him. Yeah. You know, I mean, CP3. It's hard to tell. I mean, he's injured here and there. Right. You know, but we got a lot of a lot of different bodies we could throw at Harden between Aminu, Harkless, ET. Even you know, for a Hood, few possessions, maybe. Hood might be able to cover yeah. him. I mean, how good would that to be beat Houston in the first round like two times? You know what I'm right. saying? I, I would love it. I love it. That'd be great. I, so I think I think we'll get to the second round, and depending on who we play there, I mean, if we if we do stick in that fourth position, end up playing the Warriors or whatever, you know, uh, probably go six. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and stick my neck out here. Uh, when we lost those games to Dallas and OKC back to back, I heard an interview with Dame, and he was just talking about how. We knew we had to get the Dallas game because the OKC was going to be way tougher and back-to-backs. And so not winning that Dallas game and then losing the back-to-backs, they kind of had to do a little bit of soul-searching mm-hmm. and saying, like, you know, do we want to just be this middle-of-the-road team or do we want to take a step forward? And they showed against Golden State that they wanted to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Now you throw Cantor into the mix. I think we turned the page. Like, Dre, you said earlier on the uh, in one of our previous podcasts – that maybe the Blazers are holding a little bit back. I agree. And I think they might be. I think I really think they might be. So I'm going to say they're going to finish in the third seed. We're going to lose to Golden State in the Western Conference Finals six games. Cool. You heard it here. Third seed, right. Western Conference Finals. Hot right, take. Let's go. And right. just, just to touch on a little bit of what Boy said and what Pete said too is I think that we went into the season last year given – all that we had to get our seed in that we we ended up having last year you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so when we got to the playoffs we had absolutely nothing left and, it, and mm-hmm. it showed that we had nothing left so as i've been saying throughout the last couple of podcasts that i felt like you know what i'm saying cj and in the team has kind of just been kind of seeing where they where they fit at where you know what i'm saying the, the piece is going to fall into place at while still remaining competitive so not giving their all, right. you know what I'm saying, on the floor to get the the standings or the position that they're in right now, but saving that for this last little playoff push and not even just this playoff push, but for the playoffs itself. Yeah. And you think some people might say like, well, they're not, they're not holding anything back on the floor. But I think what, what we were trying to say more is some teams rest players. Mm-hmm. You know, Portland doesn't rest guys, mm-hmm. but – at the same time, they might hold a little bit back yeah, because it's absolutely. a long season. This yeah. last game that we seen, I mean, just with Golden State, I mean, you can see that we threw it all on the floor right there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Zach and 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 everybody else that gave they all. You know, I mean, Jake, Jake Lehman's been giving his all. I feel for the last few games, so yeah. it wasn't yeah. nothing new. But I mean, we had a we had a whole new momentum swing that whole that last game. So yeah. that's what we mean by you know holding out a little bit, just showing what we had in Golden State down this rest of the stretch and into the. Playoffs. Saving those, saving certain looks. You know, yep. Cantor's going to add that new mix. Nobody's seen that. Mm-hmm. So now it's like a whole new team almost. And every time I look up Cantor, I see that that picture of him in LeBron's face. And that's, what I, <laughs> right. that's what I get excited about. That's what I get excited about. Well, anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Corey and Pete, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, sharing your insights. Uh, It was great to have you guys. Remember, listeners, you can find them at the Limitless Range podcast. Uh, Follow them on Twitter at One Limitless Range. Uh, You guys got anything else you want to plug? No, honestly, just from our end, you know, we really appreciate you guys, you know, letting us uh, jump on the show with you guys like i said for me 
just getting to talk Blazer basketball with, with a bunch of fellas is uh, what I look forward to. I've been tuning into you guys, listening to you guys. I'm always looking for great, you know, information on the Blazers and whatnot. And, you know, if anybody out there is looking for just general NBA basketball debate talk and uh, want to jump on board and, and listen to our podcast, like you guys said, limitlessrangepodcast.com. And keep, uh, keep spreading the word for you guys, man. Rip City, as always. Yeah, we appreciate that, Corey. And uh, Pete, we'll be having you on during those Western Conference Finals, my friend. Hey. Hey, that'd be awesome, man. I'd love to do that. You guys are some down-to-earth cool dudes. I can just tell. So it was real fun to talk to you guys, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good day. Yep, you guys too. We got what you want. We got what you need. So... That was uh, Corey and Pete from the Limitless Range podcast. Again, they're on Twitter at one, the number one, Limitless Range. So, guys, I want to talk about one key thing that I pulled out of that interview. Pete, who's a KD fan, you know, Golden State secondary fan, he actually said that uh, the Blazers might be able to give the Warriors some trouble in the playoffs, and he could see them knocking them off and, and you know, kicking them off the top of the uh, – top of the tower hey if, if, if we play like how we played against them last game in the western conference finals mm-hmm. i'll take it i'll take it either, you know that's right yeah like that could be that could be a series and like i said i could see it going to six games uh I, it's hard for me to say that we would beat them but i could definitely see the blazers in that position mm-hmm. which would be a huge huge jump from last year getting swept right. i would i'd love to silence all those all those doubters online <laughs> right uh well let's get into get into next week and, and what we got coming forward so right now it's all-star weekend uh, by the time you guys are hearing this it's going to be all said and done uh but how do you guys feel about the morale and the mindset of the team coming into this break i like it um you know after you know losing to dallas and then okc on those back-to-backs you mm-hmm. know that that was rough but uh we mm-hmm. came back uh, we fought hard against golden state so i think we are riding this wave of you know electricity you know excitement mm-hmm. to what's to come in the second half of the season you know with Cantor coming in i think uh i think the morale is good for the team i think uh you know the the possibilities are endless mm-hmm. you know for the second half of the season so the, it was a great bounce back win after the the two back-to-back yeah, losses it really was and the blazers have historically kind of catapulted themselves during the same mm-hmm. time of the year in the past like mm-hmm. going on little runs right right around the break right after the break and getting themselves in a good position going forward yeah i was telling myself that you know with these two back-to-back losses that we had with dallas and okc that if we win against golden state that that's pretty much wiping those two right. losses yeah. away exactly, you know exactly. and that's kind of how the, the fans are taking it right now you know they're we were depressed losing to to having that meltdown in uh in, in, in Dallas, Dallas where we had a nine nine point fourth quarter and then mm-hmm. knowing that we were gonna have a tough matchup against OKC and then Paul George and Westbrook both coming out having triple doubles triple against doubles. us 47 then, yeah but then bouncing back in a couple days at right. home against is against golden state you know what i'm saying and, so that, and that that showed us that you know we have heart you know right. as a team you know right so, so i mean that, that built up the morale of the, of the fans and i mean let's be honest man that's all the players need right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and i mean it's not like we just like shit the bed during those games lillard had 30 against dallas 31 against oklahoma city so he was balling it's mm-hmm. just some things didn't go our way. The the fourth quarter against Dallas, you know, the uh, the first quarter against Oklahoma City, uh, those mm-hmm. little things. Just, just that whole first half in OKC, yeah. you know, like we weren't yeah. playing no defense. Yeah. It, it was it was rough. Yeah, it was but rough. It, it, in in my mind, there wasn't a 
unfixable error in those losses. It was Mm -hmm. mental things or just Mm -hmm. not giving enough effort. So like you said, Dre, that oh, oh, the Golden State victory kind of wipes those away. Right, right. And I think the mi- the mindset and the morale of the team just going after this All Star break is is high. I mean, you've seen it on uh, on Twitter when Ennis Cantor got uh, picked up by the Blazers. Et was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, you know what I'm They're saying. They're excited. So, yeah, like the it whole brings team, energy. Yeah, I mean, even in the interviews, you know, all the, the all the players are excited to to add the addition of Ennis Cantor and and both Rodney Hood to the team. So. Yeah, it's not a marginal player by any. means. Mm-hmm. He's a 14 and 10 guy through his career. Man, two on, on short So, minutes. yeah, now we have two, two guys that average double doubles. Yeah, yeah, Portland is the only team in the uh, in in the whole NBA that has two players that average over 10 rebounds now that, with Cantor and Nurkic. That's crazy. So that's a good rebounding advantage. You're yeah. never gonna you're never not gonna have a rebounder on the floor. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but a couple a couple of little facts about that Golden State victory that stood out to me was only four turnovers. I don't think we've had that little number of turnovers all year long. Uh, four turnovers. We had 52 bench points, that which was is major, huge. Major. Yeah, mm-hmm. major, major. And then all the starters were in double figures. I think the four turnovers is huge, too, because with Golden State, is Golden State is a fast-paced team, and they try to play mm-hmm. that fast-paced tempo. And so what we usually try to do is we try to try to match that. Right. So we try to match that fast-paced tempo, and we only have four turnovers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's big for us as yeah. a young team. It's so. huge. Yeah, well, I got something else I want to talk about now. Let's talk about some playoffs. Hey, okay, playoffs. <laughs> We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> but yes, we are talking about playoffs. It's mid, middle, late February, so it's about that time. All Star Weekend is ending up, uh, wrapping up this week. So let's uh, let's project forward for a little bit. I know uh, with Pete and Corey, we talked about our playoff predictions, but let's look at uh, just overall wins. You know. I think uh, ESPN had us listed at like 37 wins coming into the year, missing the playoffs. That's obviously not going to happen. I've heard some uh, some guys on you know local radio talking about uh, Blazers might be a 50 win team. Where do they sit with you guys? Uh, me personally, um, I like to you know rank the teams one through eight before the season. You know the wins, I, I really don't care mm-hmm. about that. Um, it's all about that playoff seating and. Like, we're sitting at the four spot right now where we're ahead of Houston uh, by a game and we're behind OKC by three. And like Dre talked about earlier, I don't think, we, I don't think we're going to catch OKC because Paul George, he's playing at an MVP level. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Mr. Triple-Double in Westbrook, you know. So I think, you know, if we could keep that fourth seed, we'll be okay. Uh, you know, I think the, that's our spot. I think that's our ceiling right there four seed i'm i'm still i'm still holding out for that three seed i just think if we can catch that lightning in a bottle i think it's possible uh but that's just me at the beginning of the year i had had the team listed i think it was 48 or 49 mm-hmm. wins and i'm pretty pretty comfortable with that going forward uh what about you dre uh so right now we sit at 34 and 23 25 games left um, I'm gonna say out of those 25 games that we win 15 of them. We are so, road heavy to end mm. end the year, so that is going against yeah, us. Yeah, because we got a lot of road games yeah. Yeah. coming up, and we've been a terrible road team. Yeah, so. well, what's our world record right now? 10 and 15. Yeah, yep. 10, and 15 10 and 15 home. We're 24 and 8. So. Yeah, Oof, that is a nice home. home court, though. Yeah. So I, I got us winning 49 games. Like I said, 15 of the last 25. Um, 
and yeah, I got it still sitting in about the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When looking at it, Vegas odds had us at 42, I believe. Yeesh. So. <laughs> yeah. We're I mean, definitely going to pass that. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's any way we don't get over 42. And, and I said that on the first podcast when we found that out, the Vegas odds. And I'm like, that is such a cop out from the odds makers. Because that's just saying right in the middle. Right, right, it's right, right. In the middle, like pick a side. Come on, right. they're gonna be good. They're gonna be bad. Don't give me any of this middle of the road garbage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, I want to remind you guys one more time to check out the Limitless Range podcast uh, with our friends Corey and Pete. Uh, they are on Twitter at One Limitless Range podcast and while you're on twitter you make sure you follow us blazer underscore gang and we're also facebook and ig uh like and subscribe we would really like it if you would subscribe to our podcast on spotify and itunes uh give us some feedback let us know uh, what you guys want to hear us talk about you can chime in on our twitter uh we're always monitoring that we love to hear that feedback uh, and that interaction with the fans because we are here for you guys uh, we wouldn't be here without you so give us uh give us some hot takes to go off of uh, one last thing we got blazergonian.com you can find our articles from our awesome writing team and we also got all our merch on there our rip city on the ass shirts our uh, blazer gang hats you know sweaters all that good stuff and the new rise above merchandise line as well is available right now on blazergonian.com and let's give a couple quick shout outs to wrap up the show we got a shout out to young jordan for uh the intro and outro music we got to get young jordan on the show one of these days but uh but shout out young jordan you can find him on spotify that's y-u-n-g jordan just like the player you all know and love our behind-the-scenes producers, we've got Derek, Joey, Darren, Brian doing all the hard work uh, over the weekend, getting this stuff ready to ready to throw out early in the week on Monday. So uh, thank you to you guys. We couldn't be here without the fans, but we definitely couldn't be here without you guys doing that work behind the scenes. Uh, and Henry V Studios for the uh, all the equipment we use every week. They're always so generous with giving us what we need. And last but not least, Killer Burger for helping us commit to the burger. And as always, Rip City on the ass.